We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Greg Olson, here to tell you about my new podcast, TE1. On the show, I had a chance to talk to my fellow tight ends who have revolutionized the position from an extra lineman to a dual threat superstar. And just like my guests have changed the game, this year, NFLSundayTicket.tv is revolutionizing your NFL viewing experience. Stream all the live out-of-market NFL games every Sunday on your favorite devices and never miss a moment from your favorite players. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use the promo code GREG88 at checkout and get 15% off your subscription. That's NFLSundayTicket.tv and the promo code GREG88. Subscribe to TE1 and get NFLSundayTicket.tv, an unmatched dual threat. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Heapy Post Game Show. I'm your host, Giancarlo Navas, and not with me today is Brian Goins, but instead we have our statistician and professional photoshopper, Christian Hernandez. Oh, I'm going first. That's you're going different. first. I, I like it. Mixing up, throwing you off like the Heat did the Pacers. Also joining us today is our 2K coach, Frankie. Yo, what's up, guys? This is the name that's stuck with you. You spot this. Is, this is it. You're stuck. <laughs> you're uh, stuck till the end is, of times. It is what it is. <laughs> Also joining us today is our statistician and pun master, Nikias Duncan. Hello, hello. We are here. The Heat won their first playoff game since game two against the Sixers back in 2018. So it's been a while when Dwayne Wade won them the game in Philly. Uh, and Heat fans and the Heat haven't been able to taste the sweet, sweet taste of victory since. So it's <laughs> it's uh it's it's a little weird because it felt business as usual, right? Like they come in, they I never I never felt like the game was lost. Like I I and even when Indy took the lead, I was just never concerned. We talked about this on the pod. 
last time that since Indiana just doesn't have enough to make Miami like too uncomfortable. And I thought the Heat did really good getting the shots they want. Um, but I think we got to, I mean, we have a lot of places we could start the show, but I really want to start the show with probably the most glaring, most obvious thing. Changing the starting lineup and Kendrick Nunn absent from the rotation. He played zero minutes. DMP coach's decision uh, did not look very happy on the bench. Looked a little unhappy, kind of a little sulky. Uh, I don't know. Like, so Nikias, how did you feel about the Dragic starting? Because like, I, I did not want it to happen. I'm not sure I like it kind of want your thoughts on that um i wasn't a super big fan of it just because gorn has been miami's worst on-ball defender this year so i was kind of worried about especially with indiana starting um i mean indiana um planning to play aaron holiday a little bit more i was worried about his speed against gorn and some of those um hybrid lineups and gorn did look pretty bad defensively to start the game but he kind of settled in late and then you started to see why Spo trusted him to get the start, and especially the close. He played all 12 minutes of the fourth quarter today. Um, Goran just has that know-how about him. Hit big shots, made smart decisions with the ball out of pick and roll. Um, kind of worked all three levels, which was nice. Um, just looked calm, cool, and collected. He just served as that, um, that initiator to take pressure off of Jimmy. It, was, uh, it ended up being a positive overall. I didn't like the beginning because like they were running a lot. It was like a lot of Goran centric ball handling offense or running lots of bam Goran high screen and roll, which kind of left Jimmy off ball. Their spacing was really wonky. There was not a lot of Duncan Robinson action. That one three he got was kind of a broken play where he darted to the corner and kind of got the ball. But for the most part, they weren't really running stuff for him. And he had a two for eight night from three. So I, I, I kind of feel like, Goran starting contributed to Duncan's poor shooting night a little bit. They were never really able to get him going. They didn't really run the stuff they always run for him. And I, I just, that that's something that does worry me. Because when Goran does play, it, it really puts the ball in his hands. It, it puts Jimmy, who's a non-shooter, off the ball, which kind of shrinks the court a little bit. Uh, so I, that's kind of the stuff I'm scared about going forward. Somebody. I didn't know if you wanted to bounce that back. To I don't know. I just kind of, I kind of threw it up. I kind of threw a lob, and it was by committee. I was like, who could catch it? Uh, three of you kind of going. Yeah, the, that alley oop. Yeah, uh, it's okay. Um, yeah, and I, I think that uh, it definitely played a factor just a, a, on a rhythm standpoint. Um, and you know, Indiana uh, has made it, has seen Miami enough times to know. Uh, Duncan Robinson is their guy, especially in the first. So maybe it could have been a strategic thing too, just to try to get uh, get some counters going and try to see what uh, how how Indiana was going to defend Miami and and Duncan specifically. Um, but, but did I, you I like it? See, I not. I mean, it's tough because they you could see how out of rhythm Miami looked. Uh, but it's it's an, a lineup, another lineup change. So. There's a lot of factors to go into it. I I wasn't a fan of it just because, you know, like it's it's been working. Like I don't Miami shouldn't have to change it up. Well, well it works all the time for them all year. Um, just make them beat you. Make them skull, get off to a hard hot start. And and you saw you can see how 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 bad Duncan was offensively today. But his gravity is still a factor, so you can't like bench him or anything. Christian, I know you're uh, you're team one in the Duncan fan club, but uh, I I I really think that Duncan's importance getting going is is huge for this team. I mean, he's their third best player. I don't even think that's a discussion, right? Like Duncan 
Duncan is their third best offensive player, maybe even their second best offensive player at times. The guy opens up so much for the court. So while Goran can kind of get his whenever he wants, I do think that they should make an effort to kind of get dunk, like get Duncan the shots, like run the sets that they run. And I don't know. I, I'm like, that's something to me. Like the, the that's what stood out to me the most today. I that feel they, like we have to give Indiana a little bit of credit because they did do a good job of tracking Duncan overall. Like it, like you said, the one three that he got early on was off of a broken play. Um, Big Darla Depot looked good um, defending Duncan Robinson until he obviously had the eye issue and that took him out of the game. That's going to have some pretty big implications moving forward. Um, Edmund Sumner did a fantastic job. He did a fantastic job in the last bubble game um, defending Duncan Robinson, tracking over those screens. So I think Indy definitely had that on the game plan and wanted to take that away. Um, I also think there was a little bit of an element of Miami trying to make starting Goran worth it because he's not going <laughs> as bad, like as bad as Kendrick Nunn has been as a point of attack defender, Goran Dragic is worse. So he has to provide that value offensively just to be a net positive there. So I think running him in those high screen and roll actions, you know, give him touches, get him downhill, kind of get him going. That kind of helps balance out what he's giving away on the defensive end. So you, they went, they had to justify his existence by giving him all the pick and roll possessions early. <laughs> yes, there you go. And I, and I guess the other part of that is like I really like none in that starting role because he's a really he's a he's a pretty decent to good spot up shooter can attack a closeout and they don't really have to change their plan a lot, right? Like well, so Goran by justifying him being there, they kind of run a lot of offense through him. Where Kendrick doesn't really have that; he just kind of works in the seams. And and as a spot up shooter, you could just stand there and, and be helpful while they run like they're really really good stuff. So like that's kind of so I I know Brian last episode called it that that none was not going to see any playoff time, and I'm actually kind of surprised about this. Like I I'm surprised that he saw no minutes. It's kind of wild. Like he was a finalist for rookie of the year, and the Heat just benched him, which is. I mean, it's kind of justified based on how he's played, especially in the bubble. But it's just kind of wild that Miami just kind of got that kind of production out of none on minimum contract and you just sat him on the bench and still won nothing. <laughs> Christian, did you see this coming? What, that Kendrick was going to finish as a finalist for Rookie of the Year? No, nope. not. That he was, <laughs> that he was just going to get no minutes. Oh, yeah, no, I actually did see this coming. I called it, actually. I was like, I mean – how, do you really feel comfortable playing him if he's not hitting his shot, if he's not pulling up from 16 feet and nailing that jumper, which has been short for weeks now, it feels mm-hmm. like. I mean, he doesn't really serve a purpose out there. Like, it's, it's hard to, like, kind of wrap it up like that, but he's not going to give you an edge defensively. And if he's not hitting a shot, he's not that great of a playmaker. It's just hard to see where he really benefits you, especially with the way Tyler's playing right now. Dude, Tyler's been absolutely fucking knockout phenomenal. Like today, I mean, there was a finish that he had in traffic, a little like flip layup really high off the glass, a little spin to it that he didn't have that coming into the league. I, I was thoroughly impressed. I mean, listen, we we on the show uh, gave the Heat a lot of grief for picking him and his alligator arms. Uh, and I even think he's competing a lot more defensively. He looks really active. He, he competes while well, he's not like a stopper or anything. I, I do think that the activity helps and he's not as bad as he was early in the year. And with the really tight dribble, kind of gets to the line more than I thought he would this early in his career. Obviously has the pull-up, can shoot the three. Like, I'm shocked that, like, of the development. And especially, like, this late into the season in the playoffs with his debut. He's looked like an entirely different person in the bubble. <laughs> um, he's, dri- he's driving to the basket basically twice as much as he was before we got into the bubble. And that's opened up a lot of things. Like, he's getting to the free throw line, getting them easier buckets. And now that he's driving more consistently, that's helping him set up 
that step, that pull up jumper when he stops on the dime, or that step back that he loves to go to, especially once he forces a switch. Um, the next thing for him is just making quicker decisions. Um, he already has pretty solid feel, but there are a lot of a lot of probes that just kind of didn't go anywhere, particularly in the first half. He'd run a pick and roll, kind of um, tiptoe the baseline, and he's seeking out a pass when he has probably the best floater on the team. And that was a high point of his offensive profile coming out of college is that he could hit those floaters. So I would yeah. like to see him be a little bit more aggressive there, even if he doesn't go all the way to the rim. Just kind of mixing in those floaters to help keep defenses off balance because then defense are going to have to collapse a little harder on him on those drives, and that's going to open up the passes that he, were, he was already looking for. So it's, it's just going to be getting rust for him. But, I mean, just a tremendous debut for him. Um, didn't have the three ball going, but had those jumpers going. Competed defensively. He closed out the game today, which, I mean, that's wild for a rookie to come off the bench and close out his very first playoff game. Just kind of speaks to the trust that Eric Spolster already has in Tyler Hero and how productive he is now. Um, so just all around solid performance for him. 34 minutes today when he was on the floor, the Heat had a 117.9 offensive rating. I mean, that's can't ask for much more. I mean, dude, dude played most of the game, killed it, played great, shot the ball well. Um, I know that some of the lineup stuff was a little funky today. Uh, I know that the Heat went stretches without Bam or Jimmy. Nikaya said, I know that that's something that you have not liked. Not a big fan of it. Uh, nine minutes today with no Jimmy, no Bam. Um, they were minus three in those minutes, which wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. Um, the net rating is worse, but I mean, with that kind of small sample, it's obvious the yeah, numbers going to be bad there. But uh, minus three, I end up looking it up after the game just to see why Spo is so adamant on going to this. And the Heat are basically even when both of those teams are off the bench. Like the net rating is minus 0.25 in over 500 minutes. So that's a pretty big sample of those two not playing together. And that stat was filtered in for the games that both of those guys play in so you don't get some of those games where Jimmy missed or something like that. So the fact that Spo can trust that the bench holds even with both of those guys getting rested at the same time kind of saves them um, from an energy standpoint late. And I think you saw that. Um, show through in the fourth quarter today. Um, started think, at, don't continue. No, no, keep going. Oh, no, I was going to say, uh, Jimmy came in, what, about the seven-minute mark of the fourth quarter, um, had his first 10-point fourth quarter since December. Um, hit a couple of big pull-up threes, didn't see that coming, continued to get to the line, played fantastic defense on T.J. Warren, who shot, uh, I think, one of four from the field in the four. So I, <laughs> it obviously worked. I, I'm still just not a big fan of it. Kristen's smiling so big. The, my anxiety levels when I saw him <laughs> pulling up. The, you know, the first one wasn't even that bad, but the second one where he kind of like fell off, like running around yeah, a screen yeah. and then just immediately picked up and took the three-pointer and then afterwards had like a, a three-quarter of a second seizure, it looked like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... He had another moment in the game on that break on that steal where it was a breakaway dunk, and he was like yelling at himself. Like he is like, thank God he found basketball, and thank God he's on the Heat because, like, I mean, you saw it. He almost he was probably the biggest reason in that series last season against the against the Raptors that the Sixers almost pulled it off, and then the Raptors ended up walking away with the whole thing after that, mm-hmm. like. You know, the only that, team that really pushed them, I mean, I guess the Bucks did too, but like the team that really, really pushed them was the Sixers. And I mean, you see the kind of edge that Jimmy brings. Um, you know, I, I think it was Ethan was was kind of alluding to it that Jimmy's camp was saying he has another gear. And I mean, I 
it's hard to say no to that now. <laughs> the pull-up had... three off the screen gear. I mean, mind you, like he had a super efficient night, but I believe he also had six stocks. So like he was incredibly active on the defensive end. Like playing the passing lanes really, really hard. Yeah. Which I think just... I no go. I was just gonna say he was just amazing as a help defender in general. Like love the work that he did at the nail, just kind of shutting things down. With Miami switching all over the place, Jimmy just kind of playing center field and kind of dictating, hey, you stay there, you can switch this one now. I'm gonna stay here so I can kind of uh, watch these post-ups that Indiana was trying to get to. It it was just a masterclass from Jimmy on defense. I think that's super huge too, and especially like his increased activity on defense if they have to play Orlando or Milwaukee. I couldn't even get that out without laughing <laughs> in the second round. <laughs> Listen, Nick Vucevic is a problem. <laughs> okay. Over under, how many points do the Bucks win by in game two? I'm putting. I, I think they lose. Like, I think they like lose. Eighteen. Or I'm something. going. Listen, I think Orlando's going to make this a series. They right. they always say the series doesn't start until road team wins. And <laughs> Orlando's at home all series long. Let's go. I listen. I I I think. I mean, I, I obviously the Bucks are probably going to win the series, but I, I think it's going to be a little more competitive than, than, than they think. It's my little take there. Um, I will say it didn't look like the Bucks came with playoff energy, which is totally. They haven't exactly looked like them. that the whole bubble, though. They haven't they, really they looked haven't. good. That's correct. And it just seems like nobody outside of Giannis really brought it today. Giannis and Kyle Corbett before he basically got his nose broken, which was <laughs> uh, not a fun thing to watch. But it is just odd. It, it kind of speaks to the question marks that, team, that people have about the Bucks, at least from a schematic standpoint. They play that just deep bud. defense. Just, just and, bud. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of a bud thing. Bud in a middle thing. What trips me out is that, I mean, the Bucks play that drop. Nikola Vucevic just kind of bombed them from three. And then they tinkered with some smaller lineups. They got Giannis at the five, which I was intrigued with, and I was kind of confused on why we didn't see more of that in the regular season. And so they have Giannis at the five, and they're still playing drop defense. And I'm just like, what is the point <laughs> of yeah. playing Giannis at the five if you're still going to drop? Or it, playing an 11-man rotation in the playoffs. Yeah, and it's not like these are just, oh, the game's over with. We're going to play a bunch of guys at the end to kind of get our starters off the floor type deal. Like, there are a lot of Pat minutes, a lot of Marvin Williams minutes. Who, I mean, Marvin Williams was fine. But they went deep in the bench today, and I just really didn't understand. I didn't understand Bud, period. Opposite I mean, of spoke yeah. today. Maybe it's a conditioning thing, you know? And also, maybe they just took the magic completely for granted. Like, I guess we'll see how they readjust in the next game. But I could also understand him wanting to kind of ease them into it, considering, you know, they, they rested. I, did they actually play all their guys in the last couple games? Or Yeah, Giannis oh, played the last game. game. Did they? Oh, no, he got, suspended. he got suspended. Yeah. He got suspended. He got suspended. Well, okay, yeah. I guess but the, the, the game before that, I think he played. I mean, but ultimately, you know, they're still relatively young in a season. Like, you know, yeah. how, how, long is, how long is the training camp and preseason regularly? Like Three weeks. Training camp and preseason? Oh, no, no. Just training camp, I meant. Three weeks. Yeah, Two, three I weeks, mean, yeah. That's, like, they get a while to get their legs under them. And even then, in the beginning of the season, things are usually pretty rough looking. You know, so that, that's why I think it's really good that we saw like the especially the switching stuff and Jimmy so active defensively because if if the Bucks are really going to go to that Giannis at the five stuff, you know that's that's stuff that you want Bam to be able to switch, especially with with the guards and all that stuff that they're going to try to create mismatches with with probably small guys. Let's talk about Bam because Bam was great today. Oh, he was awesome. Took it personally. 
Like he I, hates it, Miles Turner. Yo, he oh, hates Miles Turner so Turner. bad. Oh my god. I was telling my friend, he's gotta protect like Jimmy's gotta tell him, bam, everybody's Miles Turner. Attack them like <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's the war boy, some, basically. Right? It, it, there were some plays where he just looked like a different player. Like he was taking it personally. Like he was being disrespected by Miles Turner defending him. It was it, it was great. I just didn't understand why he didn't have that same energy for like Malcolm Brogdon. <laughs> 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 he just, would be uh, LeBron or AD or something if he thought that guards were Miles Turner. That's, that's what you yes. said. You I'm put that on like, Twitter. There's like three plays in the first half. Um, like the, he tried to run this like roll, pick and roll on the right block. And Malcolm Brogdon is just kind of standing there and Bam's just kind of dribbling and looking for a kick out. I'm just like, go. Yeah. <laughs> but then he gets Miles Turner like in the mid post and he hits him with a jab and he drives <laughs> or he drives. And he becomes he Amari Stoudemire. <laughs> yeah. Then he just throws his elbow into his chest, pump fakes, throws him a jump hook. I'm just like, where is this against the smaller guys? He caught it and just ripped through him and dunked it. I was like, what the hell? Where is this all the time? <laughs> he doesn't hate Malcolm Brogdon like that. Only Miles Turner for the Team USA stuff. That's it. He has he beef and he needs to settle it. From tight muscles, tight workouts, signs of aging, to simply making it through each busy day, everyone understands what it feels like to be tense and sore, so everyone can benefit from TheraOne CBD products. Started by Dr. Jason Worsland, TheraBody exists to provide you with the best scientifically validated natural solutions to help soothe your body and relax your mind. It started with a revolutionary TheraGun percussive therapy device when Dr. Jason saw the benefits of using CBD in this treatments he created their own to bring you cbd products done right a lot of cbd products claim organic but can contain up to 30 percent filler and these fillers are potentially toxic their one tests their products four times before they get it to you every product is usda certified organic grown in the u.s and their cbd extracts are the highest quality available anywhere Use TheraOne's warming lotion in your morning routine, the cooling lotion or massage oil to recover, body balm for targeted relief, and sleep tincture to drift into a deep night's sleep. And now through Labor Day, Monday, September 17th, TheraOne is offering our listeners a buy one, get one free for all TheraOne products. But you've got to go to theragun.com slash bluewire. If you don't love what you get from TheraOne, then send it back for a full refund within 30 days. This this is not something TheraOne is likely to do again. Buy one, get one free at theragun.com slash bluewire, but only until Labor Day. Go right now to theragun.com slash bluewire. Sunday, Sunday, Sundays are back in the NFL. Watch NFLSundayTicket.tv. You could stream every live out-of-market NFL game every Sunday afternoon on your favorite device. Plus, Red Zone and DirecTV Fantasy Zone channels never miss your favorite teams and favorite players. No matter where you live, NFLSundayTicket.tv is your key to the most glorious Sundays ever. Use promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout to get 15% off your subscription. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use promo code BLUEWIRE. I think Jimmy went out of his way to embarrass TJ Warren today. I'll tell you what, TJ Warren had a pretty decent game, all things considered. What did he have, 18, 20, or whatever? 
22, I mean, that's a 22 is four or five behind the arc. He had four steals. Like, he actually, yeah, he's he, nine for 18. He wasn't, he wasn't that bad inefficiently or anything. He took good, he missed, a, and he missed a lot of open shots too. He could have had, he could have had a lot more. I legit think that that's about the game we should expect for TJ Warren, like in the series. Like, that's that I feel like that's a very adequate TJ Warren game. That's about his season averages. I think he's at like 19 for the, for the season. Not that good a shooter, but whatever. You know, I, I think that's about the production that you should expect from him. So yeah. not not anomalous or anything. What was anomalous was that bench performance because like what Miami mm-hmm. had the biggest advantage in is their bench, right? Their bench has been really really good all year. Uh, Olenek really gave them nothing uh, without with Gorn in the starting lineup. Tyler did play well, but they didn't get a lot out of the bench. Uh, and Indy's bench just played out of their minds. Uh, and I just don't like Aaron Holiday outplayed Gorn for three quarters, right? Like that's just not gonna yeah. happen. I mean, Aaron Holiday is fast. That's kind of all you have to do. That's, that's, <laughs> to that's be a kryptonite. Like, yeah, he's he has the uh, Ish Smith thing going for him. Ish Smith was so fast. He just cooks score on. Uh, no, but it's uh, it, it also could have been a little bit of uh, you know uh, the Ewing theory that Oladipo <laughs> went out and, and Sabonis <laughs> is already out. They got to play harder. So we'll see. We'll see if Oladipo is able to play next game, and uh, you know, hopefully that's good for him. Uh, and but I, I just don't think with that with no Depot with no Sabonis I don't think they have the offensive firepower to keep up with Miami. Like I think even is, with Oladipo, I don't really. Yeah. I mean, yeah, well, Oladipo well, this year was Oladipo. not the Oladipo yeah. that you know was an All Star. You know, I mean, this the Oladipo this year is very much recovering from an injury and really pacing himself. Yeah. So like, he G-G helps. Discounted. <laughs> he's, he's staying healthy for Miami for Miami next year. Reserving the energy, you know. I like I just I know Nikaias, you talked a little bit about like they did a good job of like kind of tracking Duncan. I just really don't think Miami ran the place for Duncan that they want. Like they I I would like to know numbers on like their dribble handoff action today compared to other games because it just looks so minimal. It looked like they just went out of their way not to do it, right? Like they were they were just doing other stuff. So while I think Indiana did a couple good things well defensively, I, I also thought that the shots that Miami wanted, they were getting, right? I mean, they were getting to the rim, they were getting to the free throw line. I mean, Kelly was open like every shot he took. Even Duncan. I mean, Duncan got open looks. It's not like Duncan was taking contested threes or anything. Mm-hmm. And I think that, and I mentioned this last show, if you're a team and if you're in a playoff matchup and if you cannot take away what another team does offensively and if you don't have enough to exploit their biggest weakness, which the Heat is their is their defense, mm-hmm. I don't really understand how like this is even going to be a close series. I thought this might be the closest game we see. And yeah, I know that, that may be like preposterous. I just, I don't see it. Yeah, and to that point, um, especially looking at the bench production, a lot of that came in transition. Miami Off turnovers. Just, yeah, Miami just turned the ball over a ton. And one of the announcers pointed out, like, middle of the fourth quarter, that when Miami finally did get a turnover, I think Jimmy was Jimmy pushed off or something like that. That was Miami's first turnover of the second half at that point. Once they got Indiana in the half court, Miami was fine because Indy was basically ISO. They were mismatch hunting in ISO. Um, they tried to keep posting up T.J. Warren on the left block. And once Miami sent doubles, it just showed, like, the lack of playmaking that T.J. Warren has. Like, he was pretty much exposed there. He just did not make quick decisions out of those double teams. And even when he did get the pass there, Miami recovered well. And then that settled into more late shot clock isolations in which Indy continued to go after Bam out of bio as if they had never seen Bam out of bio play basketball. And it just didn't make sense. <laughs> Let's hunt this matchup on a switch. <laughs> I'm just like, I mean, 
the Malcolm Brogdon for getting to the free throw line as much as he did, but also <laughs> like, I, I, I honestly can't wait to see the, the defensive matchup stats to see how many times the Pacers actually went at Bam because it's just like it ridiculous. however many times too many. <laughs> I want it. I keep keep doing it, Indiana. Why are you going at Miami's best defender? I don't understand. Or like second best defender, or whatever. Like you're going up against so, one of the best guys in the league. Duncan, Tyler, and Kelly combined for four for sixteen from three. That's not gonna happen again. That's not gonna happen again. That's the they three were best in shooters. Total control. Yeah. It, I mean that's the that's the thing that you gotta feel really good about, especially with Duncan, man, because Duncan mm-hmm. changes so much around him when he's on. Like and just having him on the court, the fact that they really couldn't play him at the end because he really was having a rough game, like that that trickles down to how the other guys play as well. What I thought was super interesting is how they finished with Iggy for the last like ten minutes or so. Oh, he was phenomenal though. He played I mean, like, really well though. I I thought he played really well. The activity. So there was a play, and we talked a little about this pre-show. There was a play where he, he Malcolm Brogdon totally kicks his ass, beats him on a drive. Iguodala stays attached to his hip. While he still has Malcolm still has the step, is able to kind of push with his with his body, move his feet, kind of keep him from getting to the rim, blocks off the angle, and then gets a block shot. Like that's a, that's something that they did that they did not have prior to the trade. If, so I could guys, jump back, if I could jump back in real quick, just on the Bam front, um, according to a hashtag source, um, Bam faced nine isolations today, um, which is the highest that we've seen in the playoffs so far. <laughs> Uh, Indy got eight points out of those isolations. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, and, and not- that, that honestly seems like they got lucky. Well, and two of those, and one of the one of those trips to the free throw line was total bullshit. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, not an effective strategy whatsoever. I would I mean, love you- to know if any team went at Bam nine times in isolation this season. Because <laughs> I bet uh, it might not have happened. I don't think Probably it. Not. I don't think it has. I mean, the only team that would that would hunt like that, like that frequently, would be Houston, and this just that they didn't do it. So I don't. I don't. I don't really think that's the thing. I mean, he's listen f- for him to play this well in his first year as really like the guy uh, everywhere on both ends of the court, and like that's kind of shows you the high end of this of this team. They have these two guys, Jimmy and Bam, who while everybody else, let's face it, kind of play like dog shit. You know, outside of Tyler and and Goran in the fourth quarter, because Goran wasn't good for three quarters. Goran struggled. Goran had like ten points on fourteen shots or something. It was it was it was rough. I will say I'm going to yeah. take the credit here because I did not start <laughs> watching until about the end of the third quarter because I did not get out of work earlier than I hoped I could have. Uh, and man, from the second I turned the TV on, Goran was dealing. And you know, what was I thought was really cool too was the chemistry that him and Tyler had for like a three, four minute stretch in the fourth quarter, where they were really kind of like, uh, you know, give, increasing that lead that the Heat were starting to build. That was that was really nice to see because that I I know I was definitely concerned about putting those two on the court together because they really have to like make it happen offensively to kind of overcome you know the yeah. deficiencies on the other end it was so, great to see I, I know we, we already talked about Harrow, but uh seeing there was a stretch in the fourth quarter where indiana was kind of making another run and he, and you feel like the, t- the tempo on both ends speeding up a little bit and you see Harrow with the patience he gets a little pick and roll at his own pace puts the guy in jail hits a little floater and that's just something he didn't have before the bubble he's the, i think the game's just going down for him and and Goron was amazing in the fourth. I also think we we I mean we talked about this beforehand, but Goron's help defense was a lot better than I anticipated. Mm-hmm. Um, 
His, he was poking the ball. He was good, pretty good on the reaches. Poke, had a couple deflections uh, that led to steals and uh, and uh, tough shots. And that's all we can ask from Goran. He had some great helps when when they were trying to get TJ in the post. He would come mm-hmm. shut that down, make force a kick out. That and I mean for Goran, he's he's not going to do anything on the ball for you. But if he can do something <laughs> off the ball for you, then, then you're uh, you're. I feel like you guys are really hard on Goran. Okay, that's yes, it. If he, if he gets fourth quarter, on, Goran was good on today. an island. If he gets left on an island, he's in deep trouble. Yes. Yeah, all right. Yeah, but all like as as long as he has some kind of support, he's not a bad. I think yeah, this I think they've been able to hide him a lot better since the trade. I think they've they've been able to hide him a lot better and they, they run a little less drop and they're kind of able to finagle lineups that, that they could protect him from and those him playing against bench lineups has helped too. I don't. That's the other thing. Like I missed. Like when Goran went against the best lineups, he was tearing them apart, and I was like, "The order in the world has been restored." That first half was bad. Now we're back, baby. We're back. Goran <laughs> killing bad players. I loved. It. This is the bread and butter of the year. That's how they have to roll. So let's talk adjustments. So from a from an adjustment standpoint, I think the only thing that I would consider doing if I were Miami would probably. Maybe have Goran take a more passive role early on in the game, kind of run more stuff through Bam and Duncan, as I've said many times. Other than that, I mean, I don't really think Miami has to do much. It seems like Spo is pretty settled on starting Goran. I'd be surprised if he changes next game. And unless until they lose, Spo's not really a guy who's going to change a playoff lineup like that. So I, I don't expect the lineup change, but I, I would hope that that's the adjustment that they make. Uh, if they start running TJ Warren at, instead of through the post and more pick and rolls, I want to see if they would trap him a little more instead of switch to mm-hmm. kind of force him to kind of make those those tough passes that he might not be ready for. Kind of like what they did to Dame Lillard a couple of years ago in the playoffs, like really you know trying to frazzle him because uh, especially if Oladipo is not going to play, like they really really going to be like lacking on creation and point manufacturing uh, if they're going to be able to 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 take him out of the game. Um, I would say my big adjustment just comes with the rotation in general. I don't want to see many more no Bam and no Jimmy lineups. <laughs> um, I think there's an easy solution, giving some of those some of those minutes, um, taking those away from Derrick Jones Jr., who was very quietly a minus eleven in thirteen minutes today. I thought it was a very loud minus eleven. My opinion. <laughs> uh, I wanted to be nice, but uh, <laughs> you, uh, you swap out some of those minutes. You have Jimmy on the floor, or you have Bam on the floor, because DJ was basically playing in the front court anyway. You swap that out, gives you an extra ball handler, gives you another guy you can run the offense through, and it gives you, more, I mean, elite or borderline elite defense anyway. Yeah. So I think that's the main adjustment. Um, other than that, I mean, obviously don't turn the ball over. But, I mean, it's not something you can just really flip the switch on. Just have to execute a little bit better on that front. Well, I think that's that it. if you kind of run your offense the way they were running it before with more dribble handoffs, that's just kind of a less turnover-prone offense than when you're running high screen and roll and making these, like, swing passes, you know? Mm. Yeah, so do that. Watch the film. Just kind of check um, those probe opportunities that we saw, um, like from Tyler Hero, from Goran Dragic. A lot, of those, a lot of those turnovers came from those probes after picking rolls where you're just kind of tiptoeing the baseline and looking for kickouts instead of being aggressive. You cut and some Jimmy, of those. Jimmy jumping in the air, not knowing where his teammates are. Shout out to Coach Tony. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's something that Dwayne was really good at. He'd jump in the air, not know where anybody is to just find a dude. It was it was yeah. his special skill. Because he would like look back and forth. It's not like, you know, like LeBron, where LeBron goes in the air and he's a computer and knows where everyone is located to the exact coordinate. You know, Dwayne would kind of jump up if he got caught up, but kind of look around like, oh, who can I dump this to? It's great. I love it. Yeah, Jimmy just throws it up and like hopes somebody's in the at the wing. Gore does and, that uh, shit too. JJ used to do yeah. that a lot. Oh, James, God, James Johnson. <laughs> James Johnson fling that shit. You were, you were getting a souvenir if you were uh, in the lower bowl. <laughs> Christian, has you ever been hit by a James Johnson fly ball? Fly ball? No. No. I caught a, a Cliff Floyd home run one time, and holy crap, don't ever catch a home run barehanded. Oh, did that. Ah, that that shit. sounds awful. Shout out to Cliff what? Floyd, my favorite baseball player as a kid. Dude, he had such a beautiful swing. Shout out to him. He played, he played catch with me and my dad to warm up one game, and, and I was hooked for life. That's awesome. <laughs> Cliff Floyd lifer. Uh, I, I didn't think we'd be talking 2000s Marlins baseball. Listen, that's just, yeah, oh, because he, yeah, you hit a shot, a shot into awesome. the crowd. He made me think, Johnny made me think baseball. No, so what, what kind of things do you think the Pacers are going to do? Like, I, I can't. Stop going get Bam. Yeah, <laughs> hope, hope Depot can play. And give I was gonna say, get, get all the Depot a new eye if he needs it. Yeah, give it to TJ Leaf. He doesn't need it. <laughs> I would instead of instead of attacking Goron with McConnell, I would try to maybe attack him <laughs> with a bigger guard, a bigger player. You know, it's not McConnell. Maybe someone a little better than McConnell. Because I, I do think that the, he kind of got away with that a little bit. And even though McConnell had a good game, uh, I think Goran did a good enough job on him that, you know, we're mm-hmm. not shredding him. But, like, I think that that's something that they could look at if they can kind of go at Goran and hero a little more with kind of some size. I haven't looked at the rebounding numbers. It didn't look particularly bad for Indiana, and I know that they struggle a lot. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really where they miss the bonus, just having a guy that can end possessions for him. They actually won the rebound. Yeah, they won the rebounding by yeah. two, which uh, which is a rare. I mean, I, I think they take that every time. Rebound. Yeah, and the turnovers was fifteen to nine, so that was a problem for them. They they just got to hope uh, that. But I mean, that's that, that's Miami doing a great job reaching, poking the ball away. You're gonna have guys like Iguodala, Jimmy. Those guys are always gonna be reaching, po- trying to poke the ball away. So I mean, that's to be expected. Um, but yeah, Depot. And, you know, uh, hope Duncan doesn't go off again. Try to stay home on the shooters. You, you got they, – they're hoping – their best hope is to hope that our shooters don't get going. Keep – stay within range and and uh, try to close out. It's it's tough, though. They're, they're, if, if Depot doesn't play, I don't, I don't see a way they can, they can beat Miami. I mean, even if he does play, like, Miami's going to have by far the two best players on the floor. Uh, and they can feasibly, as Nikias has talked about, they could just have them on the court at all times. So Miami would technically have the best player on the court at all times, if not both of them at the same time. And I just think that if you're Indiana, even though they won the four seed, it's just a really tall task when you're just completely out talented. And Miami, you listen, Miami is going nine deep right now, but I mean, they could really go like 10 or 11. You know what I mean? It's like they, they have more guys that they can go into the fence and the depth is just something that's completely completely underrated i mean they're they're very comfortably at a nine-man rotation right now um and even though Derek didn't have the best game you know he's a guy that you can at least trust especially defensively and stuff and Derek hit a couple threes you know so uh he's also also coming back from that scary uh neck i'm surprised he played i mean let's be honest with you 
Yeah. I was kind of worried if he'd be coming off picks defensively, if he was going to kind of take the long way. I would. <laughs> Fuck he's, that. He's essentially the backup center now. Yep. I mean, Kelly. He had a. Oh, Kelly. Kelly. Kelly's uh, hanging around the three-point line most of the time, and 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 the, uh, Derek is doing the uh, I almost called him DeAndre. The diving. Uh, Derek, <laughs> shout out to Chris Tony. Uh, <laughs> Derek Jones uh, is just is setting the ball screens, but I, they they didn't really look comfortable with him there. That, that's when Indiana made some of their run. Uh, when Derek is in the game, uh, they just don't respect him at all. And it's it's tough, man. He's got to he's got to impact the game somehow. As if Derek minutes were Gallinari minutes. Would you believe it that uh, Derek is seven of his last twelve from behind the arc? You know, what? I was thinking that because, like, in the regular season, especially in that Bucks game, he hit a couple, and he's been he's been improving. What is he at? Is he at twenty seven percent? I mean, I literally just took a look at the last like seven eight games. I mean, mind you, he's taking like one or two a game, but listen, hey, improve it. Then it's fifty percent, man. We take those. He's got to take more of those. I mean, he's he's kind of being smart about it. He's a lot of them are in the corners. Like 10 games. Um, he's at, let's see, he's at 28% on the year. Let's go. Second There's highest. No exception, huh? Second highest percentage in his career. Hey, look, he said like a year ago he's a knockdown shooter. He's just a little late on that prediction. He says it every year and in camp. He tells Alex every year. tells Alex Salido, our professional screw-up, that uh, he's, a, he's a shooter now. It reminds me of, of Shaq saying every year that he's in the best shape of his life. <laughs> Same with Dwayne, to be honest with you. Dwayne used to do that shit, too, where Dwayne was like, every year he'd come in in the best shape of his life. He was in Asia. Yeah, really good. There was that year he, he put on like 20 pounds. He's like, this is a muscle. And, and Pat goes, you're fat. The disrespect to the... Do you remember when he left, how he Twitter called him Dwayne Waite? Oh, God. We're so mean if you're not one of ours. <laughs> we went after that guy. You're awful. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, so I mean I'm I'm not concerned. I'm I'm still very firm with Heat and Five. Christian, I haven't gotten your thoughts. Or Frank, your or Nikaias's last show you guys uh, went I on. I had the Heat winning in a sweep. Oh. I, I'm moving was, I'm moving toward honestly, that. Honestly, that was with Oladipo. So it's just like <laughs> if, if he's gonna be out for extended time, I mean you might as well just wrap it up now. What you got, Nikaias? Uh, I had Indy in five, and if they're going to continue to hunt Bam and ISO as if that's the mismatch, Heat and three. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's like, fucking go, Frankie. I had Heat in five just because I, I think Miami's going to have one game where they just frustrate the hell out of you and, and look completely out of sorts because that's who they've been for most of the year. So I'm 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 pessimistic, but I'm, I I still I I wouldn't be surprised if they swept. Let's fucking go. Let's go. We're back. If listen, if Milwaukee struggles, if Milwaukee wheezes past this bad Magic team. If and the we heat- end up facing the Magic, I'm going to be so pissed. I'm going to be so <laughs> I'm going to go so bad. Like I'm going to be the Magic in the conference finals. Like, I'm, I'm not ready for Evan Fournier. I'm not ready for Evan. He's Goran's daddy. I don't want this. Oh, I don't God, want to Google that. They scare me. They scare me more than the Bucks. I'd rather face Milwaukee. Milwaukee, get your shit together. I know we can beat them. <laughs> I don't know if we can beat the Magic. Oh, man. Who's ready for Game 7? Gary Clark. <laughs> Fuck that, DJ dude. DJ Augustine just, like, burying our souls. Oh, God. He's there. Oh, he's, he's like the... for 12. 
from three. Every game. Sure. Every Daniel game. going to have a game. Like he's, I see the codes. That's going to be the worst playoff series of all time. It's going to be fucking horrible basketball. It's going to be like, it's going to be cesarean section basketball. It's going to be bloody. It's going to be screaming. It's going to be awful. You, you think the NBA has ratings problems? Imagine, <laughs> imagine a heat magic second round matchup. <laughs> Giannis going home, leaving the bubble with, with the graphic Evan 48 versus Duncan Robinson. Like after 2016, there has to be something in the CBA that like Steve Clifford and Eric Spolster just can't coach against each other. In the oh God, oh, no! God. It Never can't again. It's gonna be awful. Please no. We know Aaron Gordon would give that series a nine out of ten, though. Hey. Sports are coming back, and so are your chances to bet on your favorite teams and events. Major League Baseball is finally kicking off this week, and there's no better place to start wagering than our exclusive partners, Bet Online. Check out all the odds, futures, and props to bet on, all available 24-7. And with the return of sports, Bet Online sat down with former pro athletes Eddie George, Harold Reynolds, and seven-time NBA champion Robert Ory. See what they had to say and what it'll be like playing about fans in a series they're calling Fandemic. Visit betonline.ag for all your odds and up-to-date sports news. Remember to use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus. That's promo code BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.